a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sources. Inside Sources, Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you today. If you missed any of the first two segments of the show today, you definitely want to go back uh, and pick up the podcast uh, for these. We we did a real breakdown on what you need to know about what you need to know as it relates to impeachment. Uh, and then we just wrapped up a conversation with Reverend Teresa Deer uh, from Illinois. And uh, she is just a, a great soul, an extraordinary thinker. And she wrote a, a great piece uh, on Deseret.com talking about how Joe Biden missed his John McCain moment. But then she wasn't really interested in making it about the politics of it all or whether you like Joe Biden or don't like Joe Biden, Biden or you like John McCain or didn't like John McCain. Uh, it's about the moment and what they chose to do in a moment when they were confronted with someone who was spewing anger, engaging in rage and saying things that were not true. And how we respond in those moments actually matters. And I, I love that uh, Reverend Deere, you know, let us through. What is what is that really all about? Because in the end, it really says a lot more about us than it does about the other person. And being willing and able to pause and to step back. Uh, she shared one thing that was really interesting. She shared some insight from uh, Colin Powell who said that when you have that cynic uh, who's, again, usually using rage and anger, frustration uh, to try to get a gotcha moment against you or to put you in an uncomfortable spot or to make you squirm or be off balance or uncertain, because you don't respond to the cynic. You don't respond to the person who's raging on. You respond to the broader audience with the message that actually matters. Because you're you're not going to change that person who's trying to bait you into rage or anger or frustration. But there are a lot of other people that you can influence if you choose to. It is a choice. And it is a choice that is based on decency and truth. It is a choice based on the rejection of contempt and all of the political things that we see going on. Uh, and so, again, if you happen to, to miss that uh, segment, uh, you can always go and pick up the podcast there or you can always get to the KSL News Radio app uh, sponsored by Any Hour Services so you can make sure you don't miss a single segment. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Uh, how do you think this all plays out? What does this really mean? What does it really say about us as a people? 
uh, chime in on our Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Also mentioned earlier today, the new trade agreement. Uh, A deal has been struck. Uh, The irony of it all was you had Nancy Pelosi at the podium in the PR room, the press room, on the House side in Washington, D.C., uh, with the heads of the committees as she rolled out. These are the two articles of impeachment that the Judiciary Committee is going to vote on later this week. Uh, We'll then move to the full House from there. And then just 90 minutes later, 90 minutes later, she's back in front of that same podium with some different Democrats saying, hey, we've come to a deal on the USMCA, the United States, Mexico, and Canada trade agreement uh, that has been in the works for so long and has been stalled for so long on some some pretty small pieces. And it's important for us to recognize that the president is okay with that. He is transactional, not relational. So he's not worried about his relationship with Nancy Pelosi or any of the Democrats or even any of the Republicans for that matter. Uh, Everything's a transaction to him. Uh, And so he can say, "Okay, well, you're clearly against me on the impeachment front. But you know what? This uh, USMCA trade deal is really important to the American people and to our economy to make sure it stays strong and that jobs continue to grow. And so, yeah, I'll make a deal with you on that. Let's do it. And that's that's how he goes out. In fact, this is what the president had to say about that deal. It's my great honor to announce that we have successfully completed negotiations on a brand new deal to terminate and replace NAFTA and the NAFTA trade agreements with an incredible new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement called USMCA. It sort of just works. MCA. USMCA. And that'll be the name, I guess, that 99% of the time we'll be hearing, USMCA. Has a good ring to it. I have long contended that NAFTA was perhaps the worst trade deal ever made. Since NAFTA's adoption, the United States racked up trade deficits totaling more than $2 trillion. And it's a much higher number than that. With Canada and Mexico, it lost vast amounts of money and lost 4.1 million manufacturing jobs and one in four auto jobs. Lost about 25 percent of our auto jobs, even more than that. Throughout the campaign, I promised to renegotiate NAFTA, and today we have kept that promise. The agreement will govern nearly 1.2 trillion in trade, which makes it the biggest trade deal in the United States history. All right, so there you go. There's the President of the United States uh, touting the recently concluded uh, trade deal, USMCA, United States, Mexico, and Canada. Uh, And it is one of the largest, I think he said the largest trade deal. And again, it's important for a host of reasons. Important for us right here in the state of Utah, as we have a lot of uh, things that go back and forth in terms of commerce from Mexico and from Canada, both. And those are, are important things for our business community and, and for our ability to continue to have jobs and to have a, a positive economy here uh, in uh, the United States of America. Uh, and so those are, those are again, just very interesting transactions that the president is doesn't have a problem with that. And I actually think that plays to the president's uh, credit and to his advantage more than anything else, uh, is that he's willing to just look at things one piece at a time. 
I think the challenge for the Democrats are are going to be that if if they are so locked into the impeachment side of the House, uh, if they become the party of impeachment, uh, that that's going to be a challenge for them in 2020. If the president is on this northbound train about jobs and the economy and international trade, uh, if by some chance they're able to close the deal with China, uh, I'm already hearing rumblings today that uh, they are going to push back uh, some of the uh, tariffs that were scheduled to go into place on December 15th. I'm hearing that those are going to be pushed back, uh, which means they might actually be close to getting a deal done there. And if the president puts on this show, much as Bill Clinton did, that, hey, I'm about jobs, the economy, and opportunity for the American people, uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic uh, rolling into 2020. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about building a wall. It's actually a wall worth building, not what you think. Stay with us. We'll be right back.